Hey, what did you think of Dune? I absolutely loved it. I've seen it like eight times already. Wow. I, I like randomly put it on sometimes during lunch because I just I like it. I okay. really like it. Okay. Now you go back. Um, I mean, you you go back with the book and everything, right? Oh yeah. I, I've only read two: Dune and Children of Dune. Okay. Dune Messiah. I did that is book too. Oh, is that book too? Yeah. Oh. I so I read Children skipped. of Dune okay. because when I was young, I saw the movie. Yeah. Which I have not seen. The, I haven't seen the David Lynch movie. I've you haven't seen, seen a David Lynch? It's haven't. weird, but it's good. Picard's in it. I mean, uh, yeah, John Luke. I mean, yeah. uh, Patrick whatever is actual. Patrick. <laughs> also, Dean Stockwell, who just passed away today as the time of our Are recording. Are you for real? Dean Stockwell no from, way. I mean, I would say Quantum Leap, but Quantum Leap, Battlestar Galactica. It's Quantum Leap. Uh, uh, oh, oh, my gosh. He is in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. That's right. And, and classic Dune. Oh, my gosh. I loved him in Quantum Leap. He was so good. Yeah, so that's fun. that show. Remember, I was like, oh, yeah, Quantum Leap's on at like 2 a.m. and 2.30 a.m. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it's like, how do you know that? Yep. Because I don't know. That's, that's, yep, that's <laughs> how it goes. Yeah, I loved it. The so Oh, yeah, so what I was saying. Uh, um, and then the um, the William Hurt uh, miniseries came out. Right. Dune. Yeah. And that was really good. And then I heard that Children of Dune was coming out. So I read Children of Dune. Okay. Not knowing that, like, well, that's not the second uh-huh. book i mean this was like 1999 maybe 2000 okay. Okay. and uh i i don't know i i i liked this movie i really 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 liked it and I, yeah i i agree i had a good time with it too i so i bought yeah. the books in a little box set back in college and only like i've had them for almost 20 years and i just yeah. recently read it because i wanted to read it like before the movie came out uh so like i'd read it and watched the movie my wife had never read it was not familiar with it at all and watched the movie and we both mm-hmm. really liked it so i feel like it works whether you're a dune fan or not tara is like i think i've talked it up too much to the point mm. now she's like i don't want to watch it mm-hmm. i'm not interested in that stuff it's stressful she walked in and i was watching it for like the fourth time and she walked in like you know in a night like tonight like where she was going to krav or something like that yeah. so i put the kids to bed and i put the movie on again and she walks in, she's like, you know, and she had commented like, I don't know, the movie seems really stressful. I just don't really want to watch it. Mm. She walked in on the scene where Leto Atreides is, you know, naked, sprawled out <laughs> on this chair. Right, right, And right. Harkonnen's like, hey, you know, over top of him, like breathing and being weird, like <laughs> eating his food. And I'm like, well, I was just like, well, yeah, that's like one of the most intense parts of the movie. Like, that's, what, that's I was like, the, movie, the whole movie not, not like that. No, don't yeah. start there. Welcome to This Enduring Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd, filling in for Kendra Mickles. No, no. No, oh, no. Okay. You're the regular. Kendra was the fill-in. Oh, I'm the... Oh, yeah, okay. You're the one who's it supposed to... It was just to... such a good episode. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she's the new, she's no, the new host. No, you've not been yeah. replaced. You've not been oh, okay. replaced. But, you know, tip of the hat to Kendra for filling in yeah, last minute absolutely. there. Anyway, I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and beyond. Who knows what the future holds, right? I, I know. It, it is. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Right? Maybe next week you it's won't a, be here. I don't, I don't know. Man, I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> the times. So uh, today we are discussing Season 1, Episode 8, The Land of the Guppins. This episode originally aired October 26, 1980. 
five. I have a confession to make. Last time oh, yeah. Kendra and I were talking about this, the Guppins, she was hoping that the Guppins were going to be some sort of baby frog creature. And first of all, let's let's just get it right out there. They're not baby frog creatures. Definitely not. They're, they're no. a little muppety. They're not they're not frogs. I forgot. I totally forgot that we'd seen a Guppin before. Like, <laughs> I I don't know. I just, like, it wasn't... It's to save Deej, right? Ring Ring isn't to save Deej. Isn't that where yes. we see him? I think so, yeah. And I just, like, randomly I remembered him. Ring Ring, but I didn't put together, like, he's a Guppin. So not only are they not baby frogs, but I could have told her what they were had I just remembered that <laughs> Ring Ring was, in fact, a Guppin. I know, he's so extra in that episode, too. Like, who are you? I'm Ring Ring from, you know, the land of the Guppins. Like, okay, cool. Um, Anyway, Uh, like, I got to go save my dad. He's so extra. All right. Uh, (laughs) This episode was compiled with the other Guppin and Jinda episodes in a a VHS compilation called Ewoks 2, The Guppins and the Jindas. We have now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we've seen all Guppins and we've seen all Jindas at this point. Neither Guppins nor Jindas make a return in the course of the Ewok series. Oh, wow. It just seems like compilations just keep coming out of the woodwork, you know? I know. <laughs> I don't know. Once again, the episode was written by Bob Carew, directed by Ken Stevenson and Raymond De Felice. Uh, I wanted to pull out uh, Douglas Chamberlain as our cast spotlight this week. He plays Low Gray. Mm, yes, Low Gray. Blah, 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 Low Gray. Uh... <laughs> Weirdly, <laughs> weirdly, not a lot of credits for Douglas Chamberlain. Uh, and I'm, I can't believe this low grade voice didn't get him more work because I know, it's, yeah. uh, it's choice. But it's so low grade. It is. Not yeah. a, so not a lot of credits. He was in several TV adaptations of Gilbert and Sullivan musicals. I, oh, so, like the Pirates and Penzance? Yes, exactly. So oh, I don't know how excellent. that how one led to the other really <laughs> which one was first i don't gilbert and sullivan or low gray kind of go all around i don't know <laughs> it doesn't he's, matter i he's guess he's a modern major like... general and he's also <laughs> low gray i don't know i don't know <laughs> i know was I it like wish... a screenplay person going like, oh yeah that voice sure. we definitely have to have that voice it wasn't the other someone. way around we're like he oh yeah they're like <laughs> that guy on the stage yep we got to get his voice yeah. on our Star Wars show. <laughs> yeah, somebody's, somebody's watching the show being like, wait a minute, we found our low gray. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> Could like, be. But it's the 80s, so they're he like long. the thing down and like extends the uh, right. antenna up and goes, yes, <laughs> I'm calling you from my cell phone. A cellular phone. <laughs> I found our guy. <laughs> that was $10 a minute. On that big yeah, brick no, phone, yeah. <laughs> so man, you know, you know it was serious. Uh, would you like to tell me about the uh, land of the Guppins, Steve? I shall. Let's um delve into it, shall we? The the uber detailed plot of season one, episode eight, the land of the Guppins. Ready. This episode, we open to Paplu wandering through the peaceful Endor forest. His quiet walk is interrupted by laughter mixed with ferocious growls. Paplu investigates and finds Nisa, Wicket, and Tebow standing in front of a large red-maned beast. He shouts and tells them to run, but the three Ewoks laugh and tell him it's only Ring Ring the Guppin. Trying to change the subject from his hilarious mix-up, Paplu asks Ring Ring to turn into something else. Agreeing, Ring Ring reminds everyone to think of something to help him transform, and he turns into some sort of a balloon blowfish. Mm. Ring Ring cannot control his ridiculous form and blasts off like a leaky balloon and flies away erratically into the forest. 
The Ewoks chase after him and discover Ring Ring stuck in a reap web. Before anyone can help, Paplu and Wicket are whisked up into the trees by sticky reap goo. Tebow and Nisa try to help by pulling back on the webbing, but they can't hold on and let go, sending the Ewoks and Guppin flying through the air again into a nearby bush. Nisa and Tebow run after, leaving the reaps behind empty-handed and grumbling. They must have been hungry. I think so. Reunited, the Ewoks dust themselves off. Suddenly, a creature emerges from a ball of reap web that was sent flying along with everyone else. It appears to be another Guppin, though with wings. And sure enough, Ring Ring recognizes him as his brother, Ubel. The two Guppins joyously reunite at last. In the excitement, Ubel suddenly crashes to the ground and admits his Guppin powers haven't been working well lately. Ring Ring agrees, which is why they got stuck in the reap web in the first place. Ubel is puzzled that Ring Ring's wings haven't grown yet. Ring Ring admits to the Ewoks that he is an outcast because his wings have not grown yet. Ubel begs Ring Ring to return home with him despite being different. Ubel reminds him his powers are waning because the time of the renewal ceremony is at hand. Mm. At this ceremony, the Guppins open a juniper chest, which is the source of their life and power. But the ceremony won't happen because when Ring Ring left, the secession to the throne was disrupted, and now their cousin Punt has declared himself to be king. He was a cowardly king who gave the key to the juniper chest to some attacking grass trekkers, sealing the Guppins' doom since the chest can no longer be opened for the renewal ceremony. Ubel again pleads with his brother to return with him because of the prophecy. You mean fairy tales, says Ring Ring. The prophecy tells of one who will be able to open the juniper chest without needing a key and will in turn become king. The Ewoks offer their help on Ubel and Ring Ring's quest because what else do friends do for each other? Paplu, Tebow, Wicket, Nisa, Ring Ring, and Ubel set off in canoes down a river that will lead them to the grasslands where the terrible grass trekkers live and the stronghold of the Guppins resides. Along the way, Paplu daydreams of being the one to open the chest, causing him to accidentally drop his oar. The hilarious commotion distracts the canoers, and they accidentally get caught in the current of a large waterfall. Ring Ring and Ubel quickly tell everyone to think of blankets. And because they do, the two canoes parachute off the waterfall cliff and settle to the ground in the grasslands. Ring Ring welcomes the Ewoks. The e- <laughs> <laughs> this episode is just so ridiculous, I can't. Ring Ring welcomes the Ewok group to the beautiful Endorian grasslands. But before they can take in the sights, they all hide from some grass trekkers who can't, who come to check out the sight of the fallen canoes. The Ewoks are especially surprised by the size of the grass trekkers. Their confidence wavers slightly. Tebow has an idea and runs into the clearing and creepily hums an incantation that attracts the noisy grass trekkers back. But instead of grass trekkers coming out of the grass, a pair of mercants appear and agree to help the crew. Mercants can only be described as a mix between an ostrich 
and a praying mantis. So just think of how ridiculous that looks, and you are spot on. Halfway through the grasslands, the group separates. Paplu, Tebow, and Ubo set off to the Grass Trekker Shrine, while Wicket, Nisa, and Ring Ring head to the Guppin Stronghold. Before setting off, Tebow thinks of an idea to cover their mercant with grass, making it blend in as a grass trekker. Brilliant idea. When they make it to the shrine, Paplu applies an age-old Ewok diversion tactic. He runs away wildly as the grass trekkers pursue so that <laughs> Tebow and Ubo can steal inside the shrine undetected. Works every time. Yeah. Inside the shrine, Tebow and Ubo discover a long upward staircase of a huge cavern that at the top holds the key. They quickly run up to retrieve it, even though Ubel has wings. Outside the shrine, Paplu becomes surrounded, but the grass trekkers walk off and disappear, almost zombie-like, after hearing a horn blast in the distance. Back inside the shrine, Ubel and Tebow manage to retrieve the key, and the two escape the cave to meet up with Paplu. Outside, Paplu is confused that the grass trekkers are suddenly gone. Ubel tells them the grass trekkers are headed to the Guppin stronghold and they must hurry and take a shortcut if they are to get there before the grass trekkers. Back at the Guppin stronghold, Wicket, Nisa, and Ring Ring finally make it to the front gates and thank the Mercant for bringing them all the way. Before they enter, Nisa expresses her belief in the one to Ring Ring, encouraging him that if this hero would only believe in themselves, they would save his people hinting at Mring Mring being this one. Suddenly, the in the Kwisak distance, Hatterak? they see approaching... <laughs> Do you think? Kwisak yes. Yes, definitely. I'm just, yes, just and he brings followed. the tooth of Shaihalud. All right, yeah. anyway. The suddenly, in the distance... He's Muadib. Suddenly, in the distance, they see approaching grass trekkers, as well as Ubel and the gang, key in hand, swiftly heading towards the stronghold. Ring Ring demands they open the doors, but the Guppin guards protest they have orders to keep them closed for the renewal ceremony. Nisa invokes her status as Princess of the Ewoks, and Ring Ring adds that they also have the Juniper, Juniper Key. The guards eagerly open the gates. Nisa turns and pleads for the approaching Mercant, carrying her friends to hurry! They make it inside and close the gates in time to bar the Grass Trekkers from entering. Inside the gates is a beautiful up an oasis. The beauty is tarnished, however, when Cousin Punt demands that the wingless outcast hand over the key. Ubel protests, but Ring Ring reminds his brother that every Guppin has the right to try. Nisa reassures Ring Ring, saying he displayed a kingly trait. Mm. She's really put, putting it on, you know? The sound of the, of the grass trekkers banging on the front gate intensifies, and Paplu volunteers some nearby guppins to help him fortify their def defenses. Cousin Punt begins the long walk up the steps of the Juniper Chest Shrine as the grass trekkers continue to pummel the gate. Punt reaches the top and inserts the key, but strains to unlock the chest. Ring Ring, Ubel, and Nisa run to help, but Punt accidentally breaks the key, trying to unlock the chest, just as the grass trekkers break through the stronghold gate, sending Guppin villagers in a frenzy. Seeing the incoming grass trekkers, Ubo grabs his brother and flies him to the chest. Ubo encourages his brother to believe and try to open the chest. He inserts his hand inside the juniper chest keyhole. A magic aura emits from the chest. Ring Ring stands among the magic aura and his wings form. 
Energized by the chest's aura, the rest of the Guppin folk transform into large animals and drive off their invading grass trekkers. The crew rejoices and wicked jokes that the grass trekkers won't be bothering them anymore. At least not while Ring Ring is around. Ring Ring is the one and is now also the leader of the Guppins. His first task as king is to deal with Cousin Punt. Ring Ring chooses mercy and makes Punt third in command behind Ubel. Punt removes his crown and places it on Ring Ring's head. The crowd rejoices! Ring Ring invites the Ewoks to stay as honored guests. That night, they party, especially Paplu, who appears to party too much. <laughs> what a lerdo. Roll credits. Yeah. He's <laughs> such a lerdo. Oh, yeah, where's Deej to like, just put, throw him under the he bus? Really, he, needs to. he needs to. I feel like maybe you and I feel differently about this episode. Well, how, what did you think about it? I thought there were a lot of just issues that I could pick apart about this episode. I, like, I don't... <laughs> I feel like this is maybe my favorite episode we've had so far. Really? I I liked it. I, no. I had a good... No, you didn't like it? Oh, I had a good time with it. Well, I mean, I, I, I didn't not like it. Okay. Like, there's been episodes where I was just like, golly, when yeah. is this going to be done? Yeah, yeah But, yeah. like... This one just, you know, like, I mean, even down to like, where's the grass all of a sudden? The grasslands, this grass disappeared. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just true. freaking it's desert. It's not a good like, name. Yeah, it's not a good name. It's not we a good agree name. That. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it's sort of like what I was saying in the last episode when the, when the rock king shows up it's kind of like what show is this like where is this guy from that's kind of how i felt about this episode too it was like all the guppin stuff almost like i would believe that they were planning a guppin spinoff and this was like a planted pilot or like a backdoor pilot for a guppin show does seem like that yeah absolutely it's really thorough i feel like it's more thorough like a world building for the Guppins than we get for <laughs> yeah. the Ewoks at all. I mean, the Ewoks are basically like, everyone gather around the fire, then we'll send children to go stop the world from exploding. <laughs> We've got 20 minutes before it explodes. Next episode, we're all going to use soap to turn each other invisible. Won't that be fun? This, I mean, this but whole Guppins, show is just I, predicated I just, on ceremonies yeah. that give them well, power. Yes, like That's true. <laughs> Like that's true. I don't know. Like it's so funny. Like that that everything's like an ultimatum based on one yes. aspect. Yeah, one very key aspect. Key. Literally. I don't. I, yo, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I guess I just sort of felt like this episode had some structure that I just feel like we've really been lacking, and it was almost like that's what I mean about it feeling like a pilot because it's almost like too much information. Yes. About the, like we we know too much information to never see the Guppins again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it was why? a little erratic, right? Why it do we know? It was just kind of like. Why do we know all that? You were making it was just... fun of the, the Meekants or the Merkants or whatever. The, the Merkants, yeah. The grasshoppery kind of things. I thought those were actually pretty cool. I thought they were like, they looked fully alien to me. And normally, well, they made sense they for made sense. that area. Yeah, they did. Right? Like. When I saw the height of the grass, I was just like, really? Why are the guppins that are like, you know, a foot and a half tall living in a land where grass is like nine feet tall? Clever. Like you got grass trekkers and mercants, which like actually make sense for that area. Like if that's where you live as a guppin, that's your fault. (laughs) Like move. Move move to where the Ewoks That's a good point. Move to the forest. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But the thing is, I feel like both the, the grass trekkers less so, but especially these guys, they just. 
to me looked truly alien. Like normally the character designs in this yeah. show, I feel like, well, I mean, last episode it was like, okay, we have little blue foxes. You know, they're just like foxes that are blue, and that's the extent yeah. of like making a new character. I feel like yeah. they actually, this episode actually did have some stuff that was pretty inventive for creatures. Yeah. And the grass trekkers made sense. And they yeah. were pretty terrifying, too. I mean, they made some pretty crazy noises, you know? That, yeah. Like, when I saw it, I was thinking of, you know, your son, like, being like, okay. Like, yeah. doing, doing the thing that, oh, like, kids he, do. Yeah. And, you covering know, like, his ears. Covering yeah, he her ears. Would've. Yeah. Because yeah. my daughter does does that. Like, she covers her ears when yeah. she's seeing something that she doesn't like. like. You're still looking at it, you know? <laughs> we got a correct use of Ichiwawa again. Like when they we see, did. See, they're like, oh, Ichiwawa. Like they actually say it like, you know, because last episode yeah. was ridiculous. Do you remember last episode, Curse of the Jindas? Yeah. Multiple times used it in multiple different ways. It wasn't even like. So, so I had a chance to think about that, yes. right? Because I was listening to my own show, right, yeah. ironically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I know that you guys brought up like Ichiwawa is really supposed to be like, a, you know, like a fun, like. Yeah thing like it's never really spoke but it's being used in like this Ichiwawa like yeah. but think back to the very first time it was used was when Wicket said it after being shot at so mm. to me it was like oh man the original Ichiwawa was, was really like holy crap like we just got, what the heck was that rather than mm. like yay so but ever since then ever since that one time it's been used it's always been a positive thing yeah right always you know so it's interesting how like it really is an interchangeable word but it just yeah. doesn't it doesn't work yeah i think in my opinion for like a, oh brother you know like because it's supposed to be like a i guess it's supposed to be like their definite they're like word for like whoa so yeah. somebody could be like, whoa, or whoa, yeah. or whoa, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like some scene from like, what right. are Wayne's World would have like that or something like, yeah, I don't is, know, but like, this is like so serious, but I feel like it, it's, you know, if you, if you just replace it with like, wow, like you could say, wow, if something really good is happening, or you can say, wow, if yeah. something really bad is happening. But like, I agree, they're not using it as an exclamation. Most of the time they're using it as more of yes. like, oh, here we go. You know, and yep. that's the that's the problem. It like becomes a different part of speech. Yes, <laughs> so it it, uh, it starts to lose its <laughs> it starts to lose its luster. I think when it's used in yeah. the negative, I think like really like you know I don't know. Lurdo is just so fun. Like <laughs> you know, like you got a Lurdo. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I don't know. There is another word that they do say. I think for negative situations and I can't remember yeah. it off the well, top of my head. Well, we got a Kavark head. in the last episode as well. Okay. I don't know. I was just on board with this episode. I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways, the Ewoks are secondary characters in this. And maybe that's just how Ewoks work. That's best. true. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I liked it. I liked how when they get to the kingdom, Nisa is sort of like, well, I mean, I'm a freaking princess. Is that good enough? Like I, I like that. Yeah. She used that. I just thought there was a lot of good stuff going on, and I I was enjoying this one more than I have the last couple. I feel like I think for me, it it lost its specialty when it was like the whole like here we go again, where there's like a pivotal thing that happens well, yeah, on yeah. the regular, yeah, and they're unprepared, yeah, and you know I just thought why are they having a ceremony when yeah. they know they can't open it, like they know they don't have the it key, just, you know, and I don't so. know. I mean the the like the scope of the writing on this show is just. 
like not every episode can be a little mini movie with like this one yeah. stake. And that's this that seems to be what they want to do, just make every single yeah. one. And I think early on when we were talking about these episodes, there was a time when we kind of liked that where we were like, oh, okay, good. Finally, we're back to like a quest that they're going to be on. But like, it can't be every single episode that it's just like either a quest or a ceremony. They're so epic though. I mean, just think we hardly have an episode that takes place in the Ewok village. Right. We don't have it. We don't know. Like, I mean, isn't that we can't have like an episode that's so simple. Like, I don't know. Every morning they wake up and like there's something missing from the village. Like just like little things. And they find that like, oh, some animal has like been uprooted from its home and has moved in and eats their market food at night or something like just little things like that, that like could be a 25 minute episode that kids would love. But instead it needs to be this like epic journey through the, you know, like the wilderness. And I feel like the problem just keeps coming back to, there's no central character in this show, you know? Yeah. It really should Mm -hmm. be like Wicket and Nisa and then they have friends, but it's like everyone is equal. Like everyone. Yeah. And it's just, I spend most of the time just trying to be like, which one is that? Or like hoping that the, like the captions will say, which is which because their designs aren't that different. Their personalities aren't that different. And like, nobody is the focus. And I think that's the problem. I think you can't, I think they have to keep having a quest that will use a bunch of people to do it because they can't just like tell a story about a character. I think there's only been one character in this entire show that has had character development. Mm-hmm. And weirdly, it's Tebow. I mean, all that being said, I do uh, I, I do like this episode. I think this I think this was fun. It serves to highlight some of the problems that we keep like bringing up again and again because I keep yeah. wearing their heads. But I feel like as far as how much did I enjoy it? I would probably well. Let's jump to Yub Nubs. How many Yub Nubs would I give this? I'd probably say four and a half, based on really. Well, Whoa, that is generous. Listen, not <laughs> not compared to like things that I actually like in the real world, but on the scale that have been set up within the Ewoks universe, I think this is up there. Oh, geez, I was gonna give it like a two point eight. Like that's I fine. Like, I was entertained, but I was just like, oh, like there was a couple things that just yeah. Anyway, okay. All right. Well, tell me the couple so what's things. Your... Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, so my Ichawawa moment, right, was the Tebow, where I was just like, yes. Like, now he's displaying, like, now we're in episode eight, and they've been just, like, little, there's been, like, little breadcrumbs hinting at him being, you know, what low gray is, and now he's finally like, guys, 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 guys. let me do this thing. Let me do my thing. Yeah. You know? So I was just like, all right, cool. Yep, he's doing it. Yep. Sweet. Tebow is 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 um an apprentice to low gray. It's yep. official. Yep, that is that's so. been happening consistently. Yeah, I agree with you. What about that. you? Creatures. I gotta give it to the creatures. I mean those uh yeah. the, the, the mechants I thought were cool. I just I like yeah. I like their design, I like their look, I like the way they they also sort of like pivoted and swiveled in weird ways. They just really were like very unique. They creations. were very alien. Yeah, I liked those a lot, and I like the grass trickers too. But I, I think the creatures, yeah. the creature work in this episode, top notch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I definitely. Yeah, those those um grass trickers, they were pretty scary. Pretty scary. Yeah. So, Oak of Arcs, what do you got for Oak of Arc? Do you have I one? D- I mean, the 
I, I know it's like a, you know, it's, it almost feels like Robin Hoodie with the like incompetent cousin sitting on the throne and stuff. But <laughs> that's true. Him yeah. like taking the key out and being like, oh, I broke the key. Oh, I thought yeah. it was kind of silly. And I thought the <laughs> I thought the sort of Wizard of Oz moment of like, you had the power all along, ring, ring, was a little lame when it's also like built yeah. around this thing that it was like, not only do you not need the key, which your idiot cousin broke somehow, but you could just stick your hand in there and it's fine. I just thought that was kind of like, eh. Yeah, he was obviously going to be the one. Yeah. Like that was to me, it was so obvious. But like they they said that he was basically supposed to be king. Right. But he's already king. Yeah. So like the whole the whole concept of like he should have just been like nobody, and yeah. then there there just happens to be a king in power that is incompetent. Right. But the fact that like he was a king or was in line or secession to be a king, and because he was outcast. Yeah. His cousin took over, or eventually his cousin took over. Right. That was just like, well, that's not that doesn't make him special. They lost that like, well, he was a pauper and now he's a prince. Right. You yeah. Know, like, it was you yeah, know less that of aspect like a of chosen it. one situation and more like I guess a Lion King situation. Yeah. Where he where just goes like, off. Yeah, yeah. More like a Lion King. Yeah. Where they're like, oh well, the one is he's gonna be able to do this. And because he can do that, he'll be king. Right. Where I'm like, well, Ring Ring already could right, be he already king. Could be. That's a good point. So like, That's so I was point. just like that. You know, for me, I was just like, oh, what? What are they? I what? Like, yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're absolutely right. I also like though that they didn't like punt. Wasn't like you're going to be in the dungeons forever. They made him third in command. I like that. I thought yeah, that was kind of yeah, like that was you know what? Good. You're an idiot, but your family. So <laughs> yeah. he could. I mean, the, the place was still an oasis. There I mean, think of that. I mean, he's maybe he's just really a shrewd businessman or something. Like could I don't be. know. Yeah. Yeah, and like other things, like I thought they really dropped the ball when it was like when at the very beginning Ring Ring goes, "Oh, okay, you want me to turn into something else? Just think of something." And I thought, well, well, well it can't all be thinking of the same thing, <laughs> right? So I wanted him to. So so when his his form of being like this giant puffer fish or blowfish yeah. failed, I thought, wouldn't it have been so much better if if he was like. You know, oh guys, what are you doing? And he was like part like horse, part like bird thing. That part, would be a like, horrible fish. power, but that would make more sense, yeah. But then he was but then he would have been like, Oh, you're thinking of the wrong thing, I can't hold my form, you know, and then you know, and then he ended up flying away, where it'd have been like, Oh, like whoops, I forgot to tell you to all think of the same thing. In the previous episode that he was in, he was just like, You all need to think of the same thing to get me to turn into whatever. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, that you know, and that, I forgot to bring up in that episode when it was just like, oh, you had hit, you had that power the whole time. You couldn't have been like, think of a giant bird but, and then we can get to our destination. Yeah, but immediately. there was some reason why they couldn't all transform that. I guess I was a little lost. Oh, maybe, on that. Yeah, yeah. Like what they because like whenever he does whatever he does at the end and like unleashes the power, they can all transform again well he didn't want to tell them. I think it was, you okay. know, like it, 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 he told them when it suited the storyline. But I guess I could say, like, well, I mean, if I, like, if I have, like, a special talent, I'm not just going to, like, tell everyone in mm. my group. You know, mm. like, we're going off hiking, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just by the way, guys, I, I play the cello. People will be like, all right. <laughs> I um, knew that. You know, I until we get fact. to that, like, wizard in the woods that's like, if anyone can play this cello song, what, you'll all you survive. What's happening? 
I don't know. The Ewok this, woods. This the grass. Classic New Jersey. Oh, Ewok. Okay. Yeah, New Jersey woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Pinelands down here. But, say, uh, what is that, a Walmart parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at this this tree. Dude, that's a light pole. Oh. With, with apologies <laughs> to New Jersey. It is literally where, you know, <laughs> the pit of that's the entrance of hell is New Jersey just is. Uh, what do you think the moral was this time around? The powers. I the power is I yours. Think, the power's inside. If you Tr- only believe trust yourself. Yeah, like I don't know. Like if you only believe, of course it's easy for him to believe. He's already possibly king. Yeah, like, like so I just prince. thought like yeah. that was like it would yep. have been more difficult to believe if right. he was a nobody, yeah. you know? So I don't know. That's like, oh, <laughs> maybe it's okay. live up to your so, responsibilities. Then. So, yeah. a, <laughs> Stop kavarking around to go. I'm, kavarky, I'm still kavarking. I can't get off. I'm hung on the kavarks. Right. All right. It's the grasslands, right? Yeah. Well, the grass trekker shrine is like straight up Sahara desert. Yeah. With yeah. like some rocks. <laughs> like where did the grass go? Like you are there. They, they stuck out like all. a freaking sore thumb. Yeah. Because there's no grass anyway. And then they're like, this is where I was just like, what were they thinking when they were like, let's take a shortcut. We'll beat them. The grass trekkers are doing a straight line and they uh-huh. decide to like go in the gorge, which is like snaky. They decide to f- f- See this yeah. is this is your outdoor rec major coming out I, right now. No, I was just like, they have just simply had the grass trekkers going in the windy gorge, yeah, and them like running on the flat lands, like, right? And then they could look over and be like, "Oh yeah, we're beating them," you know, like rather than like, "I don't know, I don't know, are we beating them? I don't That's know." I really upset you. I understand. And then, and, then, and then they see the key at the top, and they start running up. They both start running up the stairs, and then it like wipes to like. Paplu again outside, yeah. and I was just like, "Wait a minute, was he with wings? With wings? He was just running up those stairs." Like, <laughs> like, when you've just been like, "It's up there. It's Give me one second, I'll be right back." Situation. You, know, you like, need lift, maybe. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know. know. I just felt like there was a lot that was just too easy to pick okay. apart. Well, because they were pivotal moments to the story, rather than just like, I you feel know, like, like this a, is a this is an Endorian life first. Where we feel drastically differently about this episode. Yeah, I mean, it is. we have some overlap because there are definitely stupid things. But my takeaway <laughs> was that I liked it, and yours was that it was dumb. So <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it wasn't. I it's never I didn't before, hate it. But it that, does yeah, happen. I didn't hate it. I just was like, this is dumb. Okay. Like they just like oh oh come on like why they do that? Come on. I understand. So yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe you'll do better next time. Episode, I'll do better. Well, I mean, maybe you'll do better. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll do better. How about that? Maybe, maybe the creative better, team yeah. will do better. Uh, in our next episode, when we're covering uh, season one, episode nine, Sunstar versus Shadow Star. Pretty good name. Ooh, yeah, I am excited. It's an intriguing name. Yes. All right. Well, Steve, uh, it was good to have you back. Oh, I thank you. It's it's good to be back. It's good, good. good. I, I I feel like I have rightfully reclaimed my. I think you uh, have co-host status. I think you have. Yep. Kendra. Yeah. I agree. Sorry, Kendra. All right. Yeah. Yeah. She's done. You're no out. No more. Yeah. No more agendas. And I'm so. in. All right, folks. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next yeah, thank time. You. All right. This enduring life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. 
You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Enduring Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Actually, put it right back in. We're talking about teeth. We're talking about teeth. The, yeah, the, like if you okay, lose a from tooth, the gym, you just yep. put it right back in, which is a bizarre thing. You right? put it back but in. You put it right back in. Yeah. So, but you I'm not crazy. Like milk in. is a thing. Putting no, it in milk. you are absolutely correct. Yeah. Okay. Like, so, so in the in the grand scheme of things, you would want to spit in a cup or put it in milk. And people have been known to have them inserted and grow back. But like, if you were to put it back in, your root can reattach, cool. like regrow. It's creepy. I so mean, that's, like, that's what happened with the Rock King. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. that, that was sense. years. That, that was years. That's but true. for him, he like put that's it back true. in and he's like, yeah. oh, perfect. Ah, I don't feel any pain anymore. And it's like, oh, I guess that must be how rock teeth work. Okay. All right. I understand. So, well, this has been, completely inform- extra. This has been informative. <laughs> yeah. So I'm happy to <laughs> use my wilderness first responder skills. <laughs>